by Kenton Elmore. I've been referring to you as a longtime political observer in Champaign. Would that be accurate? That's a really nice way of saying I'm a city council nerd, Tim. <laughs> well, um, it's here in my notes. You've, not a nerd. You, Come on. You've had a streak, right, of attending council meetings going back years? Yeah, I lost count at some point. but Oh, you got to keep count. Well, nah, I, you know, everyone for the last probably four years. So that's, it's over 100. Wow. I don't know. But anybody who's been on city council obviously has been to more than I have, you know, yeah. and then they have the hard job. I just get to sit out in the crowd and... Uh, you know, be the nerd. I Back guess. when you got yeah. to do that. And you yeah. had uh, some other involvement as well with the city. You've served on a couple of boards, correct? Yeah. So I was on the city's human relations commission for a few years there. My term was up uh, about a year and a half ago. And I also worked with uh, the police department. Their use of force review board has uh, citizens on it now. They've had them for a few years. And I was on that until um, last summer, I, uh, I I actually decided to resign from that position. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's that. And obviously, you and I both, we've been uh, with City of uh, uh, Champaign City Government 101. That's right. Which is a great program. So it always is. cool to talk with an alum of that. Yeah, for folks who don't know, that is a program. I don't think they're doing it during the pandemic, no. uh, but it's a program that the city puts on for residents who want to learn more about how every department of the city operates, and they bring you to all the city buildings. They bring you to the council chambers. They bring you to METCAD, and you uh, get to learn about how every um, city uh, uh, department operates. So it's if you're very curious about how the people around you set their policy, set policy that affects you, uh, I'd encourage you to look that up. I certainly hope the city resumes that uh, once the pandemic is over. Anyway, that's just a little sidebar about a really cool program. You mentioned uh, police use of force in Champaign, and that's certainly a hot topic in both Champaign and Urbana. Uh, in your experience in serving on that board, how do you think the process has gone? Where do you see it going? So it's it's a hot topic everywhere. It right? is. Everybody's talking about police community relations and, and potential police reform. Obviously, uh, elections like this, you know, we said it earlier, this is where those decisions are really made, right? Um, because a police department is run by the city in which it operates. Uh, we don't have, well, really much of a, a federal police force. There's the FBI, right? Yeah. But those aren't the ones that are uh, driving up and down, you know, the streets of Garden Hills every day. So I, I think, I think overall it's going well. Uh, there's still a lot of work that can be done, but you know, the step that was taken that allowed me to start being more involved with that is the use of force review board when they brought on citizen members of that it, it traditionally had just been um, police officers and you know other you know training officers things like that everybody that works for the police department and they review on a monthly basis every case in which the officer had to use force and you know you watch the body cam footage you go over uh, the um, recounts of the of the case that the officers wrote and everything like that and you look at them to see you know was was policy uh, adhered to are there training considerations do we need to use this as, as a means to um, you know think about doing things a little bit different and obviously I, I think it goes without saying having citizen input in that process is something that is is very progressive and I think it it, it it helped in those meetings that I was in. I think, you know, the, the, the conversations between police officers and citizens was constructive, but there's still a long way to go with that. So, And, and along those lines, um, 
how you mentioned how important it is to have citizens on those on, on boards like that so that citizens can give input to law enforcement that they wouldn't otherwise get. How much do you think it's important for the citizens themselves to get maybe an inside view of how things work? You guys mentioned the the city government class several years ago. I was in a police training class. It, it was a, it was it, I forgot the name of the class. It did it one time, and I learned a ton about officer interactions with citizens in situations that I just didn't even know. Um, so, how much do you think people, as from a citizen standpoint, when they actually the citizens who are serving on on the, the review board, actually get to maybe learn a little inside information they probably wouldn't have otherwise learned? Mm-hmm. So, so, you're talking about like the simulator? You went through that? Yeah, yeah. All and, three and, of us, and I we went, we went through, have gone through that. Yeah, you guys, you guys had a different training class than I was in. I was a one time thing. So. Well, it, it usually is a one time thing when when it comes up for whatever reason. You usually go through it, but I've. I don't know if I would say it's privilege because yeah, it's it's stressful, you know. But yeah. I've uh, I've had to do that three different times, and you're right. I mean, that kind of stuff is eye opening. I I think it would be great if any citizen that wanted to could go in and do something like that. And you know, that's not to say that there isn't maybe more transparency than what uh, the community thinks is there. You know, anybody can. Well, maybe not right now because it's a pandemic and yeah. the building's probably closed. But yeah. under normal circumstances. Anybody can go to the police department and walk in and say, hey, I want to do a ride along with a police officer and might not be, you know, the police officer's favorite thing to all of a sudden have somebody sitting in there. But I've done that a couple of times. As have I. Yeah. You you literally can just say, hey, I want one of these officers to come by and pick me up. And, you know, one of the times I did it was there were that night there was a a shooting at Central High School, you know, right after a basketball game. Yes, I remember that night very well. And again, you know, those experiences for me personally have just been so, so eye opening. You you just you see things from a different perspective and you just can't help but think that if more people could have that perspective, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it would necessarily change. Oh, sure. but But it would it would make that fracture that exists between police and community just it it would just help to you know bring them closer well you could see their side more than you could see it now not necessarily they're always making the right decision because no one always makes the right decision in any walk of life but at least you could see things from their vantage point because you're on the you're inside you're you're inside the bubble if you will but the bubble is a really terrible term right now because <laughs> people are using the bubble. I apologize. That's not a positive thing these days. But because you're inside that and, and you get to see it. You mentioned you were out the night that the shooting at, the, at Central High School happened. And uh, so you get to see it from that vantage point instead of just the aftermath. People see it. The people see the videos. So they catch things on the aftermath and not actually be there in those situations. So I think, again, mistakes are still made when you're in that in that situation. But sure. it's I think just it's good for citizens to get involved, whether it be the training class or whether it be the review board or the ride-alongs. I think that could help a lot. Or just even voting, right? Yes. <laughs> well, and that's what I wanted to ask you uh, about to dive into deeper. We're talking with uh, Kent and Elmore here on our election night coverage. You ran for city council in 2019. I'm just curious what that experience was like campaigning, uh, in particular in election that compared to governor or president doesn't get a ton of attention. What was it like for you? You know, campaigning is tough, and I, I obviously I don't have anything to compare it to because I've only want, run in the one race. But I really think that you know, running for a municipal position like this, where you're faced with, you know, literally 10, 15 votes could make the difference. You know, you you are you are fighting to get those votes. You're you're really really pushing to get people to even go out and vote in the first place. Um, you need to get them to 
recognize your name. You got to make connections, you know, on a one-to-one basis. And uh, I, I, I tip my hat to anybody that has ever done it before and everybody that's doing it right now. I can tell you for certain that even without knowing what the results would have been, I ended up, you know, losing pretty handily. But the night of Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019 was the best sleep I had gotten <laughs> in my entire life and probably the first eight hours of uninterrupted sleep I'd had in probably six months. So, yeah, it's 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 tough. So uh, on my list of questions for every interview subject tonight, at least on the city level, is the same thing, and that is the public comment lately at these council oh, meetings. Man. It's fiery right Once now. Once again, I want I, for, for all those for all those folks who are who are listening right now, I'm not trying to assign blame and say people who are right or wrong. They certainly have the right to speak, uh, but yeah, they have been they have been fiery lately in both Champaign and Urbana. Yeah, for sure. It, what's interesting is you wonder whether the pandemic and the virtual you know uh, uh, nature of these meetings, whether that is coincidental or whether it helps. I I, I can't help but think that it isn't. You know. Um, it had to have changed something, but you know there are also a lot of issues that are really, really in play right now. We, we've we've all been to city council chambers before, and we've seen what it's like when there's nobody sitting in the audience and it's just a boring agenda and nobody talks. Now they'll have one of those that you know really has nothing on the agenda that's really all that pressing. Yet there still is inevitably public comment about. Uh, you know, pressing issues, a lot of things having to do with the pandemic. And certainly in the last few months, it's been things leading up to this race. So, yeah, it's active. And I think, you know, whether you're on one side of it or not, I think being active is good for the community. Right. Sure. So the elected officials uh, find themselves in a I would call it a difficult position because I'm sure they want to respond but public comment is not designed to be a Q&A. Now, recently, Urbana instituted a special section on their agenda for just council comment. Champaign already does that. So that at least gives them a response to say, hey, remember 20 minutes ago when, all, when five of you talked about this? Here's some context. Here's what we're doing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I have any answers or any overarching statement, but it's just uh, it's it's it gets quite heated at times. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. And I think especially now with all these things being on zoom, it's hard to say for sure because, you know, I've always just been in the audience, but when there have been live meetings and people, if there was a night where people were as engaged during public comment as they have been lately on these zooms, a lot of times what you see after those meetings have adjourned is the city council members come out and they talk to those people in the audience. It's, it's hard to tell right now. I mean, whether or not they're able to just as easily make those connections. So. Yeah. I I think that's, I mentioned that earlier as you know, this is, Council members aren't able to have those interactions, those one-on-one interactions, whether it be after meetings or just in community events right now, just because of the pandemic. And that could be leading to a lot of issues that have just been kind of growing and festering because they just can't get to that council member like they used to. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Hey, we're uh, up against the top of the hour, so unfortunately we have to uh, take a break here. But uh, a lot of good stuff. Kenton, appreciate you stopping by. You think you'll ever run again? <laughs> we'll see what happens tonight and then think about the next election some other time. Sounds like a plan to me. Sounds like a possibility. Pre- appreciate you coming in. <laughs>
All yeah, right. I appreciate it. That is Kent Nelmar on our election night coverage, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Coming up next hour, Deb Finan, Diane Marlin, and Aaron Ammons among our guests. Polls close in 20 seconds. If you're in line, you can still vote when it hits the top of the hour. And we'll be with you all night here on DWS for election coverage. Stay tuned.